we acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to the Elders, past, present and emerging, and to any other First Nations people listening today. Hello, you're listening to The Isolation Podcast. I'm Elle. I'm Michael. And can you hear that? I can. (laughs) Today we're talking about what we've been listening to. Not ASMR. No, no. I think we we covered enough ASMR last (laughs) episode. Uh, Yeah, no, this episode all about listening. Listening to each other. Yeah. Listening to podcasts. Listening to music. Listening, listening to, to ourselves. Listening to ourselves, but also listening to other people. Yes. Yeah, especially at the moment. Yes. So I guess, uh, to begin with, it's important to uh, kind of highlight the fact that we've all gone back into lockdown ISO 2.0. Yeah, isolation round two. Yeah. We had a brief dalliance being able to have a coffee at a cafe and it's been taken from us for good yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, for good reason. We are not going to be that podcast that says Dictator Dan or anything yeah. like that. Sure, these things can be managed better than they have been, but also this is something that hasn't happened before and... Um, I personally don't have much time for people that are making it about themselves. Yes, I when agree. You know, people are dying, people are getting very, very sick. We're now starting to learn about the, the long-term effects yep. of COVID. It's, it's very, very debilitating mm-hmm. for some people. Sure, some people are asymptomatic, but mm. it's also very debilitating for others. So if you're making it about yourself, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> True, we should be listening to other people rather than harping on about our mm. own dealings with it. Especially given what happened last week with the public housing estates, you know, the marginalisation of poorer folk continues. Yeah. In extreme, horrific ways. Yes. Which is really unsettling. And we need to be listening to those people and their experiences rather than complaining about About going into phase two of, not phase two, round two. But, I mean, look, it's it's not to take away the fact that it's been difficult on everybody. and Of course not. That, you know, this might mean that if you're a small business owner, mm. it's especially tough. But there is always someone in a worse off position than you. And I think if this whole experience has taught me anything, it is about perspective. But it is also about, well, using whatever position I might hold to to listen I mm. mean for one of a more obvious word or a less obvious word um in the context of this episode but um to listen and to also to give to make room exactly because there is a time to speak out and there is always a time to listen and give space to those folk totally 
You're interested in music, aren't you? <laughs> what kind of math question is that? So Answer uh, the question, Michael. You like music? Are you interested in music? You are, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I have, think most people are, though. You have a, no, but you have a, a different kind of relationship with music. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Because you... Um, You've had a an Australian music podcast. You um, feature on a different Australian music podcast monthly. No, it's international, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but we it is on an Australian music podcast, but we talk yeah. about international music. Yes, yes, once true. a month on there. But this yeah. isn't about that. No. Um, <laughs> this isn't about this is those about other music. podcast projects. <laughs> you you love new Australian music. That, yes, that's been my thing. That's for what you a while. What you listen to most often. Yeah. M- most often. That's all you listen to. It's not all I listen to. <laughs> Unless I've chosen the music. <laughs> Unless we're listening to Gold or Smooth in the Car. <laughs> My fave. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, Australian music has sort of been my my thing. And have you continued to listen to it whilst we've been in isolation? You know, it's weird... I have, and I'll always kind of be that person that that champions that new Australian band mm. or that new Australian producer. Yeah. But my listening habits in ISO, I've started listening to that lo-fi hip-hop stuff that everybody listens to when they're studying. Mm-hmm. I was doing it when I was marking essays a few weeks ago. Yeah. So now one of my personalised playlists on Spotify is all that lo-fi mm. hip-hop stuff. Um, I started listening to more eclectic stuff, I guess, because mm. once a month I need to source like songs from artists that aren't Australian yeah. for this other podcast mm-hmm. that shall not be named. Oh, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> it's called International it. Marmalade. It's a dumb name for a podcast, but it's part of the Australian Jams podcast feed. G'day, welcome to another episode of International Marmalade. My name is Mick Severett. I'm Gemma Bastiani. And we're running through our favourite... Interested in hearing me and Gemma Bastiani have a chat about new music? Um, Yeah, that's been a a big sort of thing. New Australian music has always been a big thing. I mean, Mm. I wrote a... I kind of wrote a thesis about... Kind of. Well, I, I definitely did write the thesis, but it was sort of, in a vague sense, about Australian musicians or mm. young Australian musicians and mm. musicians that were just starting out too. Yeah. So, yeah, new Australian music has sort of been my my thing, um, predominantly new Australian music. And that's still what you've been listening to besides the um, lo-fi hip-hop. <laughs> and the international in the marmalade <laughs> songs. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, when people hear that I write about music or that, you know, I talk about music on radio or on podcasts and stuff, mm. people usually think it's a certain kind of music. Like, what kind oh, do that, they think? That new cool underground band that I haven't heard of yet. And. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I. One of the things I've sort of tried to be really not proud of pride it doesn't necessarily come into it but mm. 
I've noticed about myself that it isn't necessarily a thing that I've put on. It's just a natural thing, I guess, is that I've always liked a heap of different music. Mm. Like I'm not that guy that just listens to punk Mm -hmm. or that only likes electronic music, Mm -hmm. although that was apparently everybody thought that about me for a while. (laughs) Um, Like if there's some great new neoclassical piece, I'll love that. Mm. just solo piano Mm. that's really like mic'd up so you can hear the creak in the chair and the actual hammer hitting the the string inside the piano i love that kind of stuff but Mm. then i also love thrashy punk music that's over in just shorter two minutes (laughs) you know or some Mm. big kind of ethereal electronic dance music or just good Australian pop music too. Mm. Yeah. So uh, I'm a fan fan of everything. And I think that is, I mean, that's always been a constant for me. Mm. And I think it's, it hasn't necessarily changed in isolation. But has what you've listened to changed or how you listen to it changed? I'm listening to the radio a little bit more. Yeah. And, you know, that obviously isn't just... Australian music, mm. but like I have favorite radio shows that I'll always mm-hmm. never usually do I listen to them live, but mm. like Karen Lang's show on Double J, I'll always listen to. It's it's an hour long, and I know right if I've got an hour to do some work, mm-hmm. I'll put that on, and while it's finished, yeah, by the time it's finished, I'll hope to have finished this particular piece of work mm. that I'm doing or whatever. Um, it's interesting that we used to choose something given the time that, like, a commute would take. Like, I think I can listen to something that's 20 minutes long or I can watch something that takes this long because that's how long it takes me to get on the tram to wherever. But now there's no commute. So perhaps, Mm. like, oh, if I listen to this and there's an hour, that gives me an hour to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, true. I hadn't thought about it like that, that there is an endless kind of time period in which to be listening to stuff now. Yeah. Well, one of the things I know I've talked to friends about during this time is that it's felt like there's no time constraints for anything. It was really hard to finish things for uni on time or saying that, oh, we need to do this by a certain date. It just seems like that day never comes. There's no due date for anything. So perhaps Mm. we're trying to create time constraints because it feels like there aren't any. Yeah, and I guess music has, or listening in general, listening to content, for mm. whatever better word, um, but listening to to music or to podcasts has sort of afforded us that opportunity to listen to something that is a set time. Mm. So that you know, like often, not that I've done it a lot lately, but going for a walk, I'll put mm. on a 40-minute podcast, yep. know that by the time I get home... Yes. You know, it'll probably be finished, hopefully, yeah. in an ideal world. Yes. Um, if I haven't got waylaid or if I'm not too tired. And, and you know, listening to that piano-based music, I would often put that, that on when I was writing. Mm. I used to listen to a lot of that stuff when I was writing my thesis. Yeah. Um, and that lo-fi hip-hop stuff, there's, there's a great episode of Switched On Pop, mm. which is a really good pop music podcast where mm. they kind of... They unpack the craft behind 
songwriting and pop music. Mm. Um, they did a full episode on lo-fi hip-hop mm-hmm. and like those 24-7 live YouTube oh, channels, yes, yep. but also the the heap of new um, Spotify playlists and mm-hmm. stuff that are cropping up as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so we listen in different ways, I guess, and mm. we listen for, for different reasons. Yes. Like there are some songs that will automatically spark a memory or remind you of someone in particular. Yes. You know, there's, yeah, and like, I guess, I don't know, I think bands like Limp Bizkit or System of a Down remind me of my brother mm. because that's what he was into when he was a young kid, yeah. as most people his age were. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting the different modes uh, we use music. Um, yes. And it performs ve- like very different functions. If we really think about it, it's not just stick a song on because you like it. Mm. Um, a lot of the time it is. Mm. Um, and, you know, with things like Spotify and YouTube, we can, it's so easy. Mm. But, like, I know people that would play music to go to sleep to. Yeah. Uh, people that would have one song as their, as their alarm. Like, I used to have oh. one song that would just wake me up yeah. for a short while there. That's how I ruined Weekend Wars by MGMT. <laughs> that was my alarm for so long on like a, uh, a Nokia phone, I think, because I don't think I've ever had anything as a, apart from like the Apple things on my iPhone. Yeah. But, oh God, I cannot listen to that song anymore. I mean, I don't really listen to MGMT <laughs> anymore, but um, yeah, oh God, that. I can still hear that start of the song, like, jolting me awake, and it is not nice. I have ruined so many songs by having them as ringtones, I've just realised. Mm. When I was, when I had a Nokia, I managed to be able to, like, enter in the song. You know, oh, you could manually you could do it. Do yes, it. yeah, I remember I entered doing in, that. I remember it was the Super Jesus song. That was when I song. still bought credit. Yeah, oh, yeah, same. <laughs> But it was the Super Jesus song, your favourite band. <laughs> oh, God. I used to love the Super Jesus. Sumo, that was a great <laughs> record. Um, but, like, I have a list of songs that I've been using as ringtones over the years. And it's a bit too much. There's a lot of cut copy. Well, I remember before we lived together, mm. if we stayed at your place, your apartment, and I had to get up to go, or we both had to get up to go to work the next morning, and you would choose a song for the alarm. And it was there was a Vanshee song that yeah. you used to choose There's sometimes. Kelly. Yeah, and there was another one about oh what song was it that was like um something about having a good day or not a good day. A li- mm. I really can't think about it. What's another one that you chose for your ring for your um, alarm? There's alarm? Song Formerly Known As by Regurgitator. There's mm. All I Need by Air. Oh, there's Changes by Van Shee. There's yeah. Kelly by Van Shee. There's Lights and Music by Cut Copy. Poison Drum by Gang of Views. Saturdays <laughs> by Cut Copy. Saturdays album version. I don't know oh. <laughs> how they're different. Uh, by Cut Copy. We Have Love. I don't, I've forgotten who that's by. I know the song in my head, but I've forgotten <laughs> who it's by. Head Back, which is... I oh, think, that one's Dick the Diver. one that you always used to choose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. 
I think that's by Dick Diver. Um, Zap Zap, which is cut copy. I think I just associate that song with your alarm. Oh. With like having to wake up. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't think I'd ever heard it before. <laughs> well, well, everybody should listen to Dick Diver. Hmm. They were a great band mm. when they were making music. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, we use music in in mm. such distinctly different ways, whether mm. we're conscious of it yes. or not. I mean, you know, businesses use it in very distinct ways. There's a reason why trashy kind of EDM pop is blah, or was when they were allowed to be open, was blasted through, like, fast fashion stores. There's a reason why certain kinds of music is played at your favourite cafe. Mm. But that applies to almost anything that creates atmosphere. Yeah. And music is obviously one of the easiest ways to do that. Yeah, and I would argue that music is kind of the core kind of element that that ensures atmosphere is there, mm. especially in, like, cafes and, and shopping centres and stuff like that. Mm. Absolutely. In addition to to all of that new Australian music and the music in general that we kind of listen to, whether conscious of it or not, perhaps the the number one thing that I listen to ad nauseum, um, people often ask me for recommendations, uh, is podcasts. And of oh, course, do you ever? <laughs> of course, listener. You, you obviously listen to podcasts as well because you're listening to one right now mm. um, and hopefully you listen to at least one more. Um, but yeah, podcasts have been... I've been listening to podcasts since probably for like eight years, I think. Wow. Yeah, which is wild because they've only... They've, well, I think technically they've existed for like 18 years or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, but... They and usually they were just uh, recordings of radio shows made mm. available on websites. Yeah. So there weren't podcast players or anything like that necessarily mm-hmm. eighteen years ago, because there weren't smartphones eighteen years ago. Mm. But obviously, with the advent of smartphones, that changed things a lot, especially sure. with the iPhone. Um. Yeah, I've been. It's one of my favorite things to do. I'll always like there are podcasts I listen to every day. Mm. Yeah, and it's a good range as well. Like, there's always comedy stuff in there. Auntie Donna, Dum Dum Club, mm. but also really well produced uh, pieces. Like Brain on Nature is really good. Radio National Fictions. Is this you recommending podcasts? Sure. <laughs> no, but. Yeah, I listen to podcasts, and I guess the difference between, weirdly, given that we're co-hosting a podcast right now, mm. the difference between you and I is that I listen to podcasts, and, and you kind of don't. No, I don't. I have listened to one podcast of my own accord that <laughs> you didn't queue up an episode and say, you have to listen yeah. to this, and it was the pedestrian All Aussie Mystery Hour podcast i've listened to a couple of episodes of that and that's the only podcast i've listened to really um i just i get distracted listening yeah i'm just i prefer to read something or 
um, watch something. Which is the same reason that I don't listen to audiobooks. Because I can't take it in. I need to read the words. Well, mm. even if you ask me to read an email of yours or something, I like to read it rather than have you read Yeah, it you out can't have me. me read it out. No. Yeah. So it's so bizarre because I find that I react more to spoken word mm. than I do to the written word. Mm. And I've realised this in in making this show, but also in making the old podcast I used to make, Australian Music Diaries, mm-hmm. um, and some other audio projects I've got potentially happening. Mm. Um, I've realised that, this sounds very cliched, but like, I need to make audio. Yeah. I realised something big in the doing the PhD and my wonderful supervisors allowed me to be a bit messy and a bit creative in terms of how I presented it. Mm. Um, which gave me room to think about the content that I was presenting in a new way, but I guess in many respects in a more accurate way, in a more honest way. Um, And that taught me something very particular, I think, about how we tell stories. Mm. And this is cultural studies, academia, very can be at times very stuffy and very Mm. distant to what feels like real, actual, on-the-ground things. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there have been things that you've suggested to me to listen to that I've really enjoyed, like Mm. that um, episode of that podcast where they tried to find that missing song. Yes, yeah. Incredible. There's a great episode of Reply All, that's what we're talking about, Mm. um, where some guy, he can hear this song in his head that he remembers hearing in the late 90s, Mm. And you can hear it, like, every single instrument, the exact, you know, t- uh, pitch of it, the tempo, all of the instrumentation, the exact lyrics, word for word. He's got it in his head, he's searched for it online, he can't find it at mm. all. So he asks for the help of these guys that run this podcast, Reply All. Yeah, it's so enthralling yeah. and fun and, yeah, yeah just... Great, don't you shouldn't give it away. No, no, I I don't want to give it away, but the way they tell stories, you know, they take you on that ride, Mm. they do that so beautifully. Absolutely, it was well worth the listen Mm. from a non podcast (laughs) listener. And that, um, articles of interest one about you remember it was about the Hawaiian history of the Hawaiian shirts? Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, there's another series of that. Mm. By the way, yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, like I've realised that. Sure, I can I can write. I haven't written much of late, but I can write. Mm. Um, and I managed to tell a pretty interesting, compelling story in in that thesis that I wrote. It's all I talk about now. Um, <laughs> this episode is entitled Michael's Big Essay. Yeah, Michael's Big Essay as as. One of our listeners, Belinda, <laughs> would would say. Um, but I realised that I need to tell stories in an audio format because mm. there is something... I mean, in so many ways, it's more intimate. That's what lots of people have been saying. It's more direct. Yeah. Um, it, but there's something uh, far more visceral in terms of how... Literally having a voice in your head or two voices or three voices or particular kinds of sounds in your head 
guides you and shapes shapes your understanding of the world. Mm. There's less interpretation, I guess. Yeah. Whereas in, you know, the written word, mm-hmm. there is interpretation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I do think it's interesting that you say that um, oral things hold your attention and that captivates you when sometimes you don't listen to me at all <laughs> talking. And I think definitely isolation has meant that we listen to each other, I don't know, more or less, but there's more time spent around each other, mm. for sure. And we've perhaps learnt to listen and perhaps mute each other. Mm. In different ways. Yeah. I, I'm really fascinated by how you haven't used the word better in that at all. We're not listening better to each other. <laughs> We're just muting each other. <laughs> well, no, I think perhaps we are listening better in certain ways, but then there's other ways where you have to just block the other yeah. person out. Like, I've learned how to mute your snoring. <laughs> you well... need to learn how to mute my grinding of my teeth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I have. It just wakes me up sometimes because I'm worried about you. <laughs> I know. But yeah, that's so interesting though, the idea of muting mm. as a... I mean, that relates to listening, obviously, because instead of tuning something in, you're tuning something out. Yes, yeah. And I guess as we're working from home, there's more need to do that. Um, I know I always come up when it's your work days because you've typically been working on the weekend... Mm. I always come up and interrupt you. <laughs> uh, and you very rarely come up and interrupt me, which is, you know, I'm not, it's not, that's not a bad thing either. <laughs> like, I don't, I'm not missing out on anything necessarily. No, but I think I know that you are good at coming up to tell me what you want to tell me and then leaving again. If I come up to tell you something, then I think of other things that I want to talk about that then I think of, oh, and by the way, I saw this thing and I just wanted to tell you about this. And do you want to talk about the pantry? Because I'm organising it. <laughs> yeah. So it's better if I don't come up at all. Yeah. And then half an hour later, I'm like, now what was I doing? Mm. Yeah. And because I know that you are not as good at tuning out other sounds yeah. as I am, I don't want to provide that extra distraction when I know it's already hard for you to do that. Yeah, no, that, that's definitely a thing that I've noticed being at home more. Mm. There is a, I'm sure everybody's been feeling it, there's a general anxiety that's in the air. For sure. Um, I know you talked about your own experiences with anxiety mm. in particular a few episodes ago now. Yeah. Um, but anxiety has been something that sort of happened for me, um, <laughs> especially... I guess especially over the last three three years, I think. Mm. Uh, and in a weird sort of way, it is sound mm. that agitates yeah. my, my anxiety a, a fair bit some of the time. And often it's, and this is probably the same for a lot of people, scraping noises, um, mm. forks scraping on plates. Oh, yes, you that hate is, that. Oh, because once I hear it, I can't stop hearing it. Mm. Like my mind, I don't want this to happen, <laughs> but my mind will play the sound back. Yeah. And well, it's yeah. almost just as a torture. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know how much I hate the sound of that um, 
breakfast table like oh, thing, yeah. cooking the legs under. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, true. Cannot handle it. The other sound I cannot handle is um, you squeaking your Birkenstocks. <laughs> oh! My cheap knockoff. Oh, my God. Birkenstocks. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. Yeah. Oh, you love it, don't you? No, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't because I know... I mean, I laugh because I relate, I guess... Like I could see the, I can see myself in your hatred Recoiling. of that sound. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do, do you re? Does your mind end up just replaying it back to you? No, I don't think so. Okay. Too many other things replaying yeah. themselves in my head. I don't have room for replaying as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, I don't have as many things replaying in my head, but it is when a particular kind of sound happens, and it's a sound that. Like if it's close, or if it's out, even worse, if it's a sound that I make, mm. then it just goes to town. Mm. So if I accidentally scrape, you yeah. know, my fork against or my knife, not against... like when I do it, and then I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, um, yeah. But if I do it, it's like it's ten times worse. Mm. Yeah, it's harder to mute out those kind of accidental sounds though, because you're not prepared to mm. um, cancel it out. Mm. Like you can say a leaf blower outside or, I mean, I know I can sort of cancel out that or like that dog that barks near us that you oh. hear more than I do because I just kind of block it out. Yeah. In a weird sort of way, I thought my hearing, especially for high-pitched noises, would be mm. worse off because I played drums for a long time. Yeah. And hitting those cymbals... <laughs> like they they cut your ears. Mm. I mean, not literally cut your ears, but <laughs> they the sound is so sharp mm. and cuts through your hearing. Yeah. Um. It yeah. That's something that I I didn't wear protection uh, a lot mm. back then, but yet I still manage to hear those those kinds of <laughs> sounds. Perhaps even more so now, mm. and I do wonder whether I'm hearing all of that sound or whether I know it's that sound my mind is then ramping it up because yeah. it knows that I don't like it. Yeah. Do you think because we're in isolation, we're listening better to each other? I know we joked about, or I joked about the fact we didn't even use the word better when we started <laughs> talking about this, but... Um... I think in some circumstances we are, hmm. um, but we are also possibly speaking up more as well um, because we have had more disagreements or um, heated discussions hmm. about things in the past three, four months. Yeah. And I think that causes you to listen more actively and it's definitely not a bad thing I don't think at all I would be more worried if we were just like blissfully unaware of anything that was annoying the other or that we didn't argue at all that would just be a bit creepy (laughs) a bit Stepford family yeah yeah that, that would be terrible 
Yeah, so I, I don't know hope. if it is, like, perhaps we are listening better because yeah. we are speaking more and we weren't listening as well. But maybe it gets to that original idea of perhaps we're engaging in more active listening. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, do you have a favourite sound? Um... No. Uh, I mean, I have favourite songs. Yeah. And I have favourite, like, um, things. But I don't know if I ever think, like, oh, yeah, that's my favourite sound. Like, I could be, like, real um, basic bitch and be like, oh, the sound of wine pouring into a glass. Um, like, I mean, I like that sound. Um, I don't know. What is my favourite sound? Like... My favourite song mm. is Teardrops by Womack and Womack. Mm. That is my number one. Mm. Love it. Um, I mean, I have a lot of other songs, but also I listen to the same song over and over. I don't like... I mean, I like discovering new music, but like... Not as much not as me, really. <laughs> as we've established. Um, I don't know. My favourite sound... I really like the sound of a cowbell. Really? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. I love that. I did not expect that. Yeah, I really like that sound. And you know that I love that sound in music when it sounds like it's going underwater. Yeah. Yeah, when there's a filter. Like in Love at First Sight by Carly Minogue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's this underwatery bit. I love that sound. But, mm. like, I can't think of something that I'm like, oh. I mean, there's different sounds that I enjoy, like if I hear you making coffee. Yeah. Love that sound. What What are the kinds of sounds that you hear when I'm making coffee? Well, like moving things onto the stove or if you're grinding beans, obviously oh, that's yeah. a louder yeah. sound. Um, I mean, that's nice to hear. Um, mm. You know, I like it when I hear you talk to me. Well, I was going to ask, is there a, a favourite voice that the tone and the besides resonance... Besides yours? Obviously, besides mine. Um, Do you like the sound of the creaky chair? <laughs> now it's not going to no. creak. Um, I'm trying to think. Look, I like certain things that my mum says. Hello, how are you, Nice to see you. Thank you. Mm. Like, there's certain things I'm like, oh, yeah, that's nice. Or when I was at primary school, our librarian had the best storytelling voice I have ever heard. It was just, I can't even do it because there's no way to describe how perfect her voice was for storytelling. Mm. And I know that my mum, because my mum knows her, you know, Williamstown, it's a small place and still sees her on occasion and has told her that both my sister and I just thought she had the best storytelling voice. Like so perfect. And I would love to be able to read a book even half as good as she did. And I think I'm pretty good at reading books to children. Yeah. I really love my dad's voice. Uh, My name is Ken. I'm your father and have been for 35 years. He has a storyteller's voice. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. And, but you know what? My favourite voice of all 
is yours. And I genuinely feel as though, and we've had, look, listeners have got in contact with us to say as much. Michael, did you do anything to Elle's voice? She sounds amazing. But how horrible do I sound in real life then? (laughs) Because when I met her in real life, was not as good as this. No, no. But genuinely, I feel as though you're, you have a, a voice for, for audio. I mean, we all have voices for audio. As long as it's audio. a voice for audio and not a face for audio. Yeah, yeah. You don't have a face for radio. You've got a face for TV and a voice for audio. Oh, there big you go. compliments from the audio guy. Yeah. So just if you're ever on TV, don't talk. No. <laughs> no, that was too mean. Very. Um, so what are your other favourite sounds? Yeah, so... I was thinking about this. That's why I asked you the question first. Of course, you had an ulterior motive. <laughs> um, I mean, we've spoken about how sound kind of gives me... Can, can cause anxiety or exacerbate mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm. One of the things I've realised kind of does the opposite. It kind of calms me mm. is to sit on our back step. Oh, yes. Uh we live in, in a strange... I've always thought this in the, what, the year and a half we've been here, but mm. in a strange sort of street because there are, we're near a, quite a major sort of tram line. Mm. Um, we're near quite a major road in inner city Melbourne. Always hear trucks going past. Mm. We're near the hospitals. Um, always hear sirens. Mm. In fact, I think there's probably a siren that's already featured if you listen carefully in this podcast listener uh there's already been a siren in this Mm. episode and i think there's probably been sirens featuring in other ones but there's also a heap of birds Mm, so many birds And just a little bit further up the street from us, uh, there are people that have put kind of bird boxes and actively mm. feed birds and encourage bird life yeah. in our street. Uh, so sitting on our back step, you get everything. Mm. Like you always hear the, the tram screech around the corner. Mm. You hear the big trucks kind of build their way down that main street. Yeah. And then you also hear KFC. The drive-through <laughs> orders. Drive-through, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I love sitting out there in the morning mm. with a coffee, just sitting on, on the steps or on an old stool, and just sitting and being still and mm. listening. Yeah, it's a lovely way to sort of meditate with your morning coffee and keep updated with the birds of their goings mm. on which reminds me i need to check on the progress of the nest oh yes in yes. our rosemary bush we had a nest what last win last last winter spring yeah and uh, then the egg disappeared it never hatched and then it disappeared. yeah but i was out there the other week and i was standing on the back steps <laughs> and i saw a bird a blackbird with a whole heap of stuff in its mouth mm. and i saw him kind of 
on the fence above our rosemary bush where the where the nest was last year. Mm. He stood on the fence for a little while, looked around. And I saw him just dive into the rosemary bush. And this is a mass this is the biggest rosemary bush I think I've ever seen in my whole entire <laughs> life. And everybody always remarks how much mm. how big a bush oh, how big yeah. a rosemary bush it is. But he just like dived headfirst into the rosemary bush. Renovating that original yeah. nest. And it seems yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. They're they're updating for mm. for a new life. Hopefully Second time round, it's it's oh, all I good. Goes better than the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> listening to our listening episode. Yeah. Very meta. Very oh, very meta indeed. Yeah, we've got to um, rush outside, check on the nest, and. Uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. We can't go anywhere. You can keep up to date with all things Isolation Podcast and all things Michael and Elle <laughs> at the Isolation Podcast on Instagram. We update that every once in a while. We do. Uh, and episode six, the last one. Even though we're back into ISO 2.0, <laughs> we can't keep this up too Maybe long, there'll be too a bonus longer. episode, depending. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, note to self. And yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, episode six, the last one. So make sure you tune in for that in a fortnight's time. But for right now, thanks a lot. We've loved chatting to you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>